podcast my name is grant my name is dave and another week of attack on titan has returned uh <laughs> this week uh we are covering uh, the episode 81 titled thaw um if this is your first time listening this is an anime only podcast uh we have no insights into the manga so we're pretty much following along with uh, with you listeners here so um like i said thanks for checking out if this is your first time listening um there's a lot to talk about here really really cool episode so we're just going to jump right into the synopsis and mm-hmm. uh also to the the shout out this week just to the episode director uh really cool hand drawn of uh, connie and armin kind of going toe to toe there they did uh they did like the similar art style for zeke's episode in part one. Oh yes yeah really really I'm, cool art i it's so funny you mentioned that i can i picture it exactly i know exactly what you're it's, talking it's about it's young zeke yeah yeah all right so uh, here we go so with no walls left on the island and chicken china full of titans the scouts must battle their former comrades in the midst of it all gabby is determined to find and rescue falco at whatever cost rumbling it's coming <laughs> sorry dave it's so funny i saw i love the um you know it's it's hard when a title kind of just is like a dead giveaway yeah totally and it's so it's so funny like we're jumping i don't want to jump ahead here but i saw the episode title i'm like someone's back yeah (laughs) so but uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the episode dave i can give you my thoughts on the episode in one word okay nostalgia nostalgia they uh and, and if you think about it this is really mappa's first time doing this kind of a what you would call quote classic attack on titan episode yeah you know, I hadn't thought of that, but you're 100% right. They've never really had a chance to do ODM gear in Shiganshina, weaving mm-hmm. between Titans, a whole, like, scout versus Titan fight. Also, That's, the old ODM yeah. gear, because we've only really seen, like, yeah. the new wave. It's Exoskeleton so ones, yeah. There's a, you know, there's a, a certain character brings up a point of, like, you know, there's some old ODM gear there, like, gear up. And yeah. I was like, oh, I guess that's true. Like, you know, they have, you know, upgraded it since, uh, yeah. is it Zuma Beto? That kind of brought forth all that tech uh i think yeah like when yeah. they they just experienced a technological revolution on the marlians too yeah, yeah when the you know yelena and all them but yeah man uh very nostalgic even the music choices like everything <sighs> i was gonna say they they did that thing where sometimes they just for me they don't pick the right music for it's always mm-hmm. the wrong tone and but it's fitting because they did the same thing yeah you know, back in the day too so if you remember um what uh, two or th- four three episodes ago whenever zeke triggers the screen yes um they also use season one music as all the mm. titans are popping up um they they know how to like pull on your heartstrings a little bit yeah. very nostalgic it's very very nostalgic yeah but um but yeah, so we'll we'll get right into it there because it's it's a pretty straightforward episode but there's mm-hmm. a lot of like little they really hit the like the, the whole cast in this like pretty much they we did. know i guess we're kind of playing catch up considering we've been with you know aaron and zeke for such an extended period yeah. we're kind of seeing where everyone is now but it opens up to the rumbling again we see the walls coming down it's kind of just like a recap There's some new angles it mm-hmm. kind of feels like but you know mainly what we've seen um but we kind of cut back into like, just this really cool shot of 
I think it's like specifically, and I called it too. It's it's Annie's dad, and we're in Marley, and they're in the coordinate, and it cuts to them like in the streets, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like scared shitless. I I love this kind of the serene moments they use in the coordinate. Yeah, you know, just and then like when it comes back in, like, and like just the all the pop. sound. Yeah, just very. Um, it just pulls you in, you know. Yeah. Just the. I also. The I also got to say they they did a really good job sound effect wise and voice acting wise making mm-hmm. Aaron sound like an omni- omnipresent like in your brain yeah. kind of lording over you sound like I don't know how they how they did that but he comes through very clear and it it works well with the transition. Mhm. But um so then we kind of you know quickly cut back to you see Reiner like Again, looking as rough as he mm. as he always is, and Gabby, it's it's interesting too because oh, I guess he at the end he had saved Gabby, right? He made a, a lunge for her. He did. He they didn't like show you Reiner saving her, but he's yelling like Gabby, and he's running towards her. So mm. I think we could probably assume that he he saved her life, probably. And it was kind of cool because we kind of see the armor titan without all the armor in the background yeah just in like the a background meat, meat sack it just looked like it just looked like him too and i thought that was really interesting and they immediately they immediately kind of tee up of like you know my hardening just disappeared or i i think gabby asked him like are you injured he's like yeah no, i am. i'm just i'm bleeding for no reason <laughs> but I, like, it, like i'm really, always injured gabby <laughs> but it, like it really set the tone i found yeah like yeah, he no, was like right. You know, because, like, I am really hurt, and, you know, he points out the whole, like, my hardening disappeared, and so this is where I think, again, I hate episode titles sometimes, mm-hmm. because we, you know, we have an assumption of one thing from right off the bat, and then we hear, like, his hardening going away, too, with the walls, too, so it's, they kind of really, right up top, hit home, like, mm-hmm. the, the hardening just disappearing, because I, I, did you always understand the walls were hardened, or was it stone? Uh, I did understand the hardening only be that it was hardening, uh, specifically because I believe in season two or th- early three, Hanji makes some note about like during Aaron's fight with Reiner mm. in season two, when he gets him in those locks that they like, they did a comparison and found that like the material from the walls was like a match. To, oh, to Reiner. Um, to Reiner. I think I think that happened. Uh, okay. I think that, that happened. I think so. Anyway, but man, uh, isn't it crazy to think that they actually show you a Titan eye in the wall in season fucking one? Yeah. Whole isn't time. Cr- like they've been there. <laughs> oh my god. It's so crazy. It's and also too, I totally forgot there was that whole thing with the the cult of the wall. Yeah. And there was that whole thing, and that kind of just like. That kind of like just ended, eh? When I think Hanji has the the priest, he, oh, he gets assassinated, doesn't he? He does, but that guy knew something for sure. He did know something. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I, so, I want to go back yeah. and just see little moments like that. When that's the thing, this show, I think we've said it so many times now, but of any show, even though I just rewatch it, the second this is all done, I feel like I just want to jump right back in. It, it's you know. it's crazy, man. Because I was I watched an interview about him being excited, the Isayama, the creator being excited for the end and someone's like oh well what are you gonna do next he's like you know every month i've worked for the last like however many years he's like i literally haven't taken a break i do 45 pages of manga a month every month for the last like decade So, so it's like his barriers were like 
not necessarily narrative like it's mm. like it's almost like the pro- the problem he had was like the physical drawing and like you know think mm. about writing and animating 45 pages on your own a month that's a very significant amount of work so it's like i just think that he really must have storyboarded the hell out of this show like he yeah. There's just too many seeds that he planted. Like we were just talking about Demon Slayer and how like even two seasons in, like there are just small little clumsy bits that like some it feels like the show's forgetting about sometimes and mm. you know, that's not even nearly over yet, so we'll see what it looks like in its totality. But Attack on Titan is so clearly like ex- excelled in this yeah. uh in this. Like you just gotta like give props up, man. It's mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy. But so anyway, so we, we you know, we, we get this whole thing with the hardening and then, you know, <clears throat> they make a point. I think Falco is brought up, and I love the line. Reiner's just like, "Oh yeah, like Connie and Jean probably have, <laughs> you know, because yeah, like, 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 I guess they were fucks. there, right? because yeah. I think he was thrown down with them as like when yeah. all this stuff went down with Aaron. Oh yeah, they Zeke, covered right? they covered Aaron. Um, if you remember, in Eric's Aaron's like mad dash, yes, to get to Zeke right before he's decapitated. Um, they cover him and they shoot Reiner with spears. Yeah, but like they like they barely get a couple frames on screen. Uh, but yeah, they were there for sure. I think the most we see when we have that slow tracking, like that almost like that pause moment in time, and mm-hmm. they're going around the battlefield. And there's I think there's a really cool shot of like Jean or Jean and uh, and Connie with the thunder spears about to like come in on on Reiner, which I, I love that. That but, was um, still one of the best sequences they've ever shot. Yes, that 3D like maneuvering camera perspective Mm -hmm. that was fantastic. That's the thing, like you know, it's it's so funny. We've been like goofing on them, you know, for you know, I say goofing, but like just like you know, the 3D Mm -hmm. work of the tight and all this and that, and then they throw like a 3D camera movement (laughs) like that. It's just like, oh, see, this is the stuff that you guys should have been doing. But um, but yeah, so you know, Reiner makes a point that you know he's too valuable of an asset. They know that they would they would pick him up. One of the nine, right? But um. So, you know, we get, like, a transition to... Mm. At first, I thought it was if it was the same house that Gabby hid in before mm. with um, with Falco and uh, and Colt. Um, but that's probably destroyed. I, I, it's hard yeah. to say, but... Um, They're all kind of cookie-cutter houses anyway. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. So. But Reiner, like, this is just, again, like, Reiner pleading with someone, like, to, like just escape Gabby, like, warn the world. There's really, really... The back and forth between the two of them, and I forget their family... You know, yeah. so there's that extra little dimension of, you know, knowing each other. And she's just like, no. She goes, Aaron Yeager. I love how she puts the hair up in front of a mirror in a sink. Yeah. Same way when Haji rolls up on Aaron down in the yeah, prison. Yeah, that, that's like, I think, a very blatant, like, yeah. me- literally a mirroring of his uh, scene in, in part one. I was surprised she didn't say, Tadakai, in the mirror. I was like, if she fucking says it. I'm, I'll be that'll be two on the nose, but even like the ponytail, right? I was like, come on, mm-hmm. but yeah, pretty good. But uh, so then, so this is a really interesting, interesting scene. So we kind of cut to you know, Armin and Co., and yes. they're on the roof. It's this is a really difficult scene, I find, because it is a, a difficult l- scene in, in so many ways. And it's funny how it jumps from one to the other, like it's you know, there's the motions in the scene. Like, Jean, like, right up top. Like, it completely, you know, it's funny. Leanne and I have been talking about it. Like, he's such a fascinating character. He is. You know, he was teed up in season one as, like, kind of, not a villain, but, like, an antagonist. You know, a fo- kind of a kind foil, of a foil to, Aaron. to Aaron. yeah. You know, kind of, like, similar pig-headed, you know, or... Horse-faced. 
you know, horse face, but like kind of like stubborn mm-hmm. to Aaron, and you know, they and, you know eventually grows, and he was always like didn't want to be a leader, but he's a natural leader, and mm-hmm. you can you've seen Jean like kind of with that. that. You see him like kind of coming to terms with that over time, and he's yeah. always the first one to like rise to the occasion, you know, be Good leader and, and, and oh, phenomenal. Like over the, he's one of those, and Connie, maybe Connie less so, but I think mm-hmm. out of the secondary the main, characters, the maybe? secondary characters, I think he's the one who's had the most growth and like yeah. seeing it take place and just like him being like, you know, like it's, it, it was weird because he, he was kind of vocal against it, but he's like, well, I guess it's done now, you know? And to see him, almost side with Aaron of like, well, he did this for us and it's yeah. over, you know, their worst nightmare is coming I, down. It's, yeah. it's, it's really interesting to see. There is a, um, have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you can, uh, maybe remember how big and how popular that show was, especially towards its ending, right? Everybody's dissecting everything mm. possible. But I remember one of the, um, takes that I saw a film or a critic have was that by the end of, that last season kind of maybe everybody uh has a breaking bad moment where all the major characters seem to push their morals um to justify their actions in like ways that are pretty fucked up um spoilers for the end of breaking bad and i promise this ties in but like i remember hank wants to catch walt so badly Mm. he's willing to put jesse's life at risk yes and I remember Skyler um, is so terrified and feels so cornered that she asks Walt to kill Jesse. Mm. Um, and and little and uh, you know Hank's wife is like, you know, there's just no love lost between her and her sister. It's like, well, if she's gonna stand by him, let's fucking throw her ass in jail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody just sort of throws everything out the window. And I think maybe for John, this moment might be like. I don't know if he is trying to tell himself that the ends justify the means because you could see that he's been torn about this, right? Like if you think back to season four, part one, John like has this moment where on the, on the, uh, blimp, on the Zeppelin, Zeppelin yeah. yeah, where Colt wants, no, not Colt, uh, Falco, Flock. Flock, Jesus, wants to throw Gabby out the window or out the moving Zeppelin. And he's like, well, if we throw kids out of planes, like what, you know, when will this end? Mm kind of thing and you know this was just a tricky scene what like do you buy his take do you think he really feels that way well, is he convincing himself you know because it's <clears throat> there's been moments you know like similar to like the moment on the blimp but like john is always like when is this going to end when is this going to end and to me like in this moment like john was like oh it's maybe it's over you know like it's it's almost like because he makes the point a of, bit like, of relief perhaps their their worst nightmare has happened, you know, like speaking of the outside world. And he yeah. just says that so as a matter of factly of like, like, what are we going to do? I think everyone's kind of just intimidated by the situation, you know? He does say like, like they pushed this to happen. Like, yeah. you know, if they didn't just blindly hate us so much, this wouldn't have happened. And then they do, they do say, they, they show us back to that season four part one scene of Aaron saying like, I care about you guys more than anyone. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we talked about last week about, like, maybe the only way to win is to vanquish your humanity. But is at the end of the day, in Aaron's speech, he does say, like, I, my goal is to protect my home. Mm-hmm. And home is, you know, where a lot of people are. And, 
and you know he points out too like he says like you know Aaron wouldn't allow historia to be sacrificed you know he yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't go along with the euthanization plan and all that stuff so yeah it's you know like maybe <clears throat> i don't know it's it's so hard to dice like this is I think this specifically, this is one of those scenes that you could dissect for like years. You know, like it, there's so much going on in this one scene with all these four characters. It's yeah. um, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, then Connie steps mm. up, and there's this scene of what do we do with Falco? Mm. Um, you know, I think the moment you're a titan, you're a bit of a bargaining chip, and uh, he's Falco is technically the enemy. So mm-hmm. the question is, who do we give him to? I think Armin makes a good Armin point, yeah, saying that giving him and you know sacrificing him and inheriting his power probably won't make things better. Yeah, it's just going to make more conflict because, like, you know, he makes a point of like, does he mention that or Niles or someone says that like he's a warrior candidate who's close to Reiner? Yeah, and, and Zeke, I the think, cart. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Reiner and the cart. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they don't know know her name, but. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they do. But anyways, I'd love um, a good dialogue scene between like Armin and Piek. I bet that'd that be good. would be the money. I think, mm. like you know, because the, the they're the clear parallels to each side yeah. of you know the the conflict, right? But um, yeah, so you know, and then but Connie's like, and Jean's like, you know, we could say Pixis, and you know, mm-hmm. Connie's like, no, like I, I, like Connie like steps in of like almost takes control mm-hmm. of the situation or tries to, and all I can think back to is part one where oh my god uh, you're gonna say you're gonna say what i'm thinking let's i just want to see if you can well i'm thinking of the scene there's like you know the conversation between again the four of them in a room somewhere after Uh aaron of like why aaron did all this Mm -hmm. and then it's like the following day and they're all bickering and fighting outside and hanj is like hey guys like (laughs) this is not this time you know like we don't fighting amongst ourselves yeah okay i knew this moment was coming i feel so that's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Um, because uh, I, I think you have a very good point. I didn't think of that. Um, that didn't strike me, but you, now it, now oh, it seems you're thinking Oh, you're thinking in the basement with Oni Capone. No, I'm thinking that the fact that Connie's mother is alive, and mm. then they circle back later and go, oh, yeah, he's been visiting her all this time, mm. is a little bit um, Mikasa wrist tattoo. It's a little yeah, bit like... Ah, man. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah. It's a little bit like, oh, we need a character to have a motivation, or we need them to have a convenient plot development, or mm. we need uh, conflict. Well, this'll do. This but like very last minute. Yeah. Um, like, like, even more so than the tattoo reveal. Like... Uh, <laughs> Where's that going to? Like... That has gone nowhere. Um yeah we'll get some resolution here but I think. but that was weird like the, I, yeah. I i just like what are you what but you know when you think like he had that moment like where he kind of just snapped in the basement like he kind of went hard on Capone, and he was the one that was kind of egging like connie was the one egging on mikasa in that scene from part one in the room of like well you guys are his friends like of course like you guys are gonna side with him yeah but, like you know like we're the ones living on the outside of it all and mm-hmm. you know it's it's subtle, so I 100% buy this more. It breaks my heart because I, I love Connie. I think he's, Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. You know, he's one of the OGs, but besides that, he's a very good character. Mm-hmm. Um, this one hurt my heart a little bit, you know? I was like, this is not the infighting I want to see. No, for sure. And, you know, it's... But I, um, 
Do you remember how impressed we were with uh, that Declaration of War series of episodes when Aaron attacks Liberio? And yeah. they did a really good job capturing, I think, the chaos and the madness that ensues on mm. what was basically a terrorist attack. Yeah. Um, you know, Udo and Sophia, like one of them is trampled to death. There's all there's collateral damage. I think um, in this like kind of apocalyptic, like crazy moment where you just don't know what's going to happen. Everything is a question mark, life or death. And like everything has just kind of flown out the window. Mm. Now might be the time where people are going to like throw caution to the wind. Like I got to be in selfish. Fuck this shit. Yeah, friendships are going to be torn. Yeah, yeah. Because do you, would you peg Connie as the guy to sacrifice a twelve-year-old innocent boy to a his, painful death for his mother? I would think he yeah. might. You know, yeah. they really set up how close he was and the trauma. And you know, it's so, Leanna again. You know, we're. <laughs> I feel like we talk about Doc and Titan all week long. Mm-hmm. We love this show so much, but you know, she made a point of I think. And I, I went back and I watched it before we started recording tonight. There's a scene when they go to the coordinate and it's, you know, the main, you know, it's the four of these, these are, you know, these four characters. And Leanna's like, look just how, like, out of it Connie looks out of all four of them. Like, he mm. just like looks like he truly had, like, they all have PTSD, but, like, he just looked completely sunken. Well, you know. Losing Sasha, too. I remember he had that really good uh, dialogue yeah. line in part one saying, like, he said, I feel like half of me is gone. Yeah. And you know, there's just a, yeah, he's been he's been through it. Um, yeah. Definitely could have handled him, his mother being supposedly alive this whole time a little bit better. But it's one of those things we knew about that. It was there, you know, like it's... yeah. But they were like they they then say like, oh, we killed all the other titans, but she was fine. So well, she couldn't move, right? Yeah. She's like, but know, it's completely... just weird. No, it is. Weird, it's convenient. But I, I buy. It. It's convenient, but I. It's one of those ones that I buy it. You know, like yeah, it, okay. I think it fits into his story, but. Um, but there, like, you know, he gets Sorry, his chance. Well, I was just gonna say, like going forward, you know, this is again another great thing with sound. I almost didn't notice that there was no real audio mm-hmm. other than them talking, and it kind of cuts up, and then, like all the titans like kick into action. It's just like whoa, like yeah. you know, there are titans left, and then you know, Connie makes his getaway with Falco. There is a cameo here, Grant. Okay, do you catch it? A titan attacks their group, forcing them to cut off their argument. Okay. And um, he, uh, Connie, makes his getaway with Falco. There's a there's a titan running at them specifically, and there's a celebrity cameo. And I'm guessing you did not catch it. I don't think so. Um, and it's even better in the manga. This is absolute canon. It was acknowledged by the official show. Okay. Uh, in 2019, when these manga panels came out, do you want to know whose face is on that Titan? And it's shown on screen more than once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bob Odenkirk's character from Better Call Saul. Shut up. Nope. Really? Yeah. I, I'll send you one of the panels if you want. But uh, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, a quick fan trivia moment, like. Um, Isayama, big fan of like uh, martial arts and, and that kind of stuff. He based Eren's Titan and his fighting style and his physique off UFC fighter Yushin Okami and the armored Titan's uh, physique off of uh, Brock Lesnar, UFC WWE guy. Wow, I 100% see that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I heard someone else say, oh, they did other celebrities. And I was like, well, I can't think of any. And 
So I, I only found those two, and I knew about them already. Um, but the, yeah, the Better Call Saul thing, dude, in the manga, like, it's even better. Like, it's... Really? Like, um, it's... Once you know, you'll see it. Now, when you look at the anime... That's so funny. But the manga is, like, dead to rights. Like, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I was like, is this a blooper? Like, but apparently, I, I guess he's a fan. I have no idea, but hey, maybe he's a fan of the Specifically, if it was like a character from Mister Show or something, yeah, like that. something from back in the day, that'd be really funny. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, very very random. But yeah, I love the crossing. What, what is it you said all the time in our group chat? There, the crossing of uh, uh, worlds colliding. Worlds colliding. I love that. Yeah, it's so funny. It's funny when that kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like MMA and anime more than you would think. Uh, a lot of MMA fighters. I'm a big UFC fan, and. Uh, uh, Israel Adesanya, uh, his mm. is you know he just fought uh, this weekend and his UFC like they all have like nicknames and his mm. is the last style bender, mm. um, apropos of the Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, he does anime poses in the octagon. It sounds every cringy. Does, yeah. Every time he does the Rock Lee stance, it just fucking I love that shit. Yeah, it's so it's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, Isayama does like for a lot of the fight scenes he's done with Aaron. A lot of it is like very MMA inspired. Anyway, I won't. Uh, rants on about that we've talked about it in the past it's so cool yeah still i love hearing it yeah um but anyway so we kind of cut to the browse family kind of on the run um you know it's it's you know again niccolo leading the chart like god bless niccolo you know like his new family it's it's really sad Poor bastard yeah. it's really sad like the life he could have had with these people had sasha not died you know? I know it's you know and i find like him like trying to say like he's doing his job but like he truly moved past all his uh you know just like the unconditioned hate and you know everyone over here and all that but yeah i think but at his core he's a good person right that's why he had he had remorse immediately after he kind of did those things in part Mm -hmm. one yeah no for sure powerful it's Mm -hmm. but so anyway so you know there's kind of like a scene of them they take a tight corner kaya misses she bonks her head i don't know why like that wooden i guess gate looks familiar it, it reminded me of at first i thought it was the stairwell that uh connie or no, connie armin the and, boys try and lure annie into yes but yeah. i think that was in that was in trust district no uh good question i, I think it might be I, don't, I i truthfully don't remember because they got her because she was working she was with the military police yes and i think she was at the capitol and like i think they got her maybe somewhere near the capital. I mean, again, might be misremembering that, but it stuck out to me for some reason. But so the Titan chasing them, I don't know if you caught that is Nile. I did. Yeah. Which, and it looks just, it's so funny because some of them like look like their forms when they're into a Titan. Some don't, mm-hmm. you know, picks us specifically and Nile specifically like mm-hmm. look identical, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain extent. But, um, and then Gabby saves the day, save, you know, a la Sasha saves Kaya's life. Yeah, I it's weird, dude. Like some like w- getting emotional with anime. Like sometimes, like I'm so overwhelmed by the mm. plot moving forward that like I'm like nearly emotional. Mm. Um, like I like, I can't remember the last time I actually cried for a TV show. Like had a man sure. tear, but I for whatever reason I was like that's beautiful. I was just it sitting. Is beautiful. Yeah. I was like, she's kind of full circle. It's, it's so good. And also like the most beautifully animated scene in this entire episode mm-hmm. debatably this season <clears throat> the killing blow she gets on oh, nile yeah. 
is like the buckets of blood and just like the angle that cuts back to Kaya, like prone and the blood is kind of just like splashing her. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, man, it's it's so weird the moments they choose to throw yeah. the time into. Yeah. And, you know, you get it, but it's, you know, so that, you know, they get away. That leads to, and then there's like this random thing with some Jaegerists are kind of like, oh, you're like that Marley brat. And yeah. You know, the, the Browse family arises to the occasion and they save her life. And It's it's specifically Kaya that does yes, first. And off. I think um, just to spend a quick minute on that, like she... Mm-hmm. To me, this was like, you know, we in season one or season four, part one, I think the overwhelming message, especially in those first several episodes, was um, this sort of cyclical hate, this, mm. uh, you know, just like if, if it's kind of bred in you, uh, it's kind of inevitable. And, and there's a lot of good, interesting themes on nationalism and revenge and mm. uh, dehumanization of the enemy and all that stuff. And, and they do a really good job with all of that. I think this in like very stark contrast is like gabby kind of for for better or for worse like taking the first step and just being a good person yeah and helping someone who she has nothing to gain from helping mm-hmm. and then kaya immediately re- reciprocates yeah recognizes. It's, yeah it's sort of like this cycle of good like because mm-hmm. kaya could have every right start somewhere right exactly and like sasha's or uh sasha uh, Gabby saves her life, and then Kaya immediately saves hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole family, uh, Sasha's family, also vouches for. Her. They, I love. It was almost like a like a like a, a dog pile. Like everyone all started throwing lines yeah. out of like their own like take of like, oh no, like you know, they immediately start you know distracting them, and so they get let out. And this is my favorite scene in the episode. Um, I, Dave, I actually specifically Niccolo, but there's some good back and forth between Gabby mm-hmm. and Kaya, which is mm-hmm. great because it's, you know, it's, it's it's so cool to see like they have their new clarity, like their new worlds, like they've yeah. finally seen they've you know come out the other side exactly, and like them going back and forth on it, and the way Niccolo interjects of just like you know a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit wiser, but he was like. All of these people had a like a scarring moment, not even like a season ago. Like in part oh, one, yeah. that whole thing in the restaurant, that is one of the most intense scenes and emotionally and just like anger and anguish. Like it's insane. And his his line read of like, you know, essentially what Mr. Browse had said last time about Sasha is you gotta escape the forest. Mm. I had I've I've watched this three times now. I've had goosebumps every time he hits that. It's, yeah. One thing that I think that original translation um, maybe could have done with is is the uh, the expression for not being able to see the forest, but for all the trees. Mm. Um, like that is a really good metaphor, but you know sometimes the translation it can get a little bit butchered. Sure. Um, but I thought Niccolo's like retelling of it in mm. this moment. Um, now that they all have like this this uh, all the, they've all had these experiences, I I agree is like. One of the best scenes in the whole episode, uh, narratively speaking. So, and it just like hits at home too, because like he has all that hate in him too, or formally and all that. Yeah. Like it's, you know, just like you know, Gabby's like, no, like I was the devil, and like just him, like no, like there's we've all there's got devils it, in all of us. You know, that's why we're in the situation that we are now. And it's like, damn, Nicolo, you wise as fuck. <laughs> yeah, boy, that was really good, man. I I agree. I I loved that shit. But um, so here we get we get this. So now we have our second, you know, save of the episode. Shadis, Keith is, Shadis. So the assumption is he obviously didn't drink any of the the no. Titan wine. Mm-hmm. 
because he was away at camp training yeah no wasn't he um imprisoned wasn't he in prison with like pixis and those guys after he got the shit beat out of him um was didn't they show him being let out when they let out all the prisoners no we knew he was out and about but like we didn't know if he had drunk any oh oh yes so we didn't know if he had turned into a tight because they uh, yes, were all let sorry, out yeah. after they were turned yes or i forgot before they were turned. Yeah, yeah yeah you're right uh so to see him because yeah i guess we just presume him. that for whatever reason he didn't maybe he wasn't high ranking enough i don't know well, I think he's like nah, the head of the, the yeah. recruits. I think he's pretty high up. But yeah. so, and just the, you know, just the irony of him saving all the, you know, the recruits that forsaken him and like kind of left, almost murdered him, honestly. It's, yeah. So he, you know, we come full circle on that. He saves the people that are, mm-hmm. that betrayed him. But I don't know if you remember this. I saw someone comment this. Um, in season three, part one, like how, how often are we going to do this? Like every episode? Like, no, no, no. Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> but here, here we are doing it again. In season three, part one, there is a revelation where um, Aaron puts it together. I think through seeing his memories, mm. he sees Keith Shady's or Shadi's in his father's memories, mm-hmm. and then they go and they interrogate him, and he's like, "All right, I was the one that found your dad oh, outside yeah. the walls." Yeah. And there's this whole thing, and I think the uh, the TLDR is that he may have been in love with Carla. And that he didn't really feel special, and he always felt like he was kind of a mere bystander. I think it was heavily implied that he was in love with uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, he just didn't. He never felt special, and he, you know, he, there there were tense moments between him and Grisha, um, which is uh, funny because if all the way back to season one, episode three, when Aaron finally gets the ODM gear working, mm. there's a shot of Shadi saying in his head, "Grisha, your son." your son is uh has is following in your footsteps kind of thing mm. and it's like he knew even then that like yeah. there was something going on uh, anyway but he his beat as a character was that he just didn't feel important he didn't feel like a bystander and he's mm. he's like the hero of this whole episode big time he he saves all of these people he mobilizes them like you said with the scout the old scout uniforms and stuff mm-hmm. he uh gives them courage i don't know man that was all really fun Oh, it was, and so that's what kind of kicks off this, you know, this battle of, you know, taking back uh, what's left of Shiganchina and you know, full see, nostalgia. Oh, full nostalgia again. I hate the musical choice uh, for this battle. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always just more of a fan of like do the soaring score, do the orchestra, like make it. It's an epic moment. Make it sound epic. I don't need this. You don't need the like punk rock lyrics. You know, well, not like punk just, rock, light rock lyrics. Like, you know, radio rock, whatever it is. Like, you know, I'm sure the song by itself is great if I listen to it. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, it's one of those things that it fit in the moment, but I would have preferred something else. You think that potentially it could have been accentuated or optimized with a different choice? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think the song is called Barricades, and it has been used at least in season two. I recognize, um, I recognize the and song. And again in yeah. season one, I think. It's um, so, yeah. they're like I said, they're trying to hit home that nostalgia for this of era, this you know the scenery and all this and that, and it's work and it's it's awesome too. Like you know the the new recruits leading the Titans to the wall, and then you know Jean, everyone else, like kind of storming down with the thunder yeah. spears and uh, you so know the, the, there's a lot of moments here. We won't go over all of them. Um, mm-hmm. I will say like 
it's awesome that our OG main cast is like the, we are veterans now, yeah. right? And there's a lot of recruits present, and it really like shows that big contrast uh, that our team is like able to lead the charge. And Mikasa's killing Titans left and left and right, and mm-hmm. John is kind of leading everybody. It's really stepping into his leadership role. Um, there's one particular shot of a 3D camera shot of them all jumping mm-hmm. off the tower. Do you know what that reminded me of? The elevator from season one. The elevator, one. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Great that was mind. awesome. Great minds, yeah. Oh my god, so it, good. Extre- Dude, it's like this, it's total homage, it's amazing. 100%. This whole this whole scene was like, you know, the, just like that, like, they do last ditch attempts so good in this show. They do. You know, they've been failing, they've been failing, they've been failing, and it's like, no, like, this is the one, and then it's just, it's always big, and it's always epic, it's, yeah. I love it. Um, if I told you Armin was going to mm-hmm. be the one to blow Pixis to smithereens after he became a Titan three years ago, <laughs> do you believe if some, me? If someone had to do it, yeah, it's got to be Army. What a beautiful send off they did for him though. Like I love, and also too, like they didn't even bother trying to redraw that. They pulled right from Wit Studio of that mm-hmm. moment, you know, leaning like where he essentially gives his trust into Aaron and the two of them it's just yeah beautiful i i gotta say i love that there's casualties yeah um it matters there are really high stakes and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy about that it's interesting too because like they kind of you know they kind of teed up a couple times this episode of like why didn't aaron just like turn all their comrades back yeah you know if he can so like there's i like because you know <laughs> unclear it's unclear. It's funny, too, because we were kind of, like, nitpicking about Connie and, you know, referencing back to, you know, uh, Mikasa and her, her tattoo. But, mm-hmm. like, it's stuff like this of, like, oh, yeah, yeah, there is six episodes left. But it, that is curious. Why didn't Aaron do that, you know? it's it's I love a yeah. new mystery even at the tail end. It's, it's so funny how it works I, out that way. I think it, you know, and I assume we'll get clarification, but I think we need some clarification on the extent of his control over these mm. powers. Because right now it feels very, like... He doesn't have like control over the details. It's He's like waking up, yeah, yeah. Like I can just flick the switch. Like just seems like what the ability he has right now. It doesn't really mm-hmm. seem like he can, you know. And Armin says, "I assume he would have turned everyone back." Mm. But then again, we don't really know what kind of state of mind he's in either. He's in a state of mind to commit genocide. So you know, it's like he's busy with his own task. Yeah, he's got a one track mind right now. So he's Aaron's busy. I do hope we see what he's up to in the next like episode. Or two. I, th- I, I do think there's going to be some, like, quick follow-up. Like, the the nice thing about this episode, and I know we're, we're almost done, and we're at the end of it mm-hmm. there, but the kind of, in a weird way, this kind of wraps up a little neatly. You know, there's going to be, you know, you know now that I'm thinking about it, there, we could have, like, a split episode where we see, like, his perspective and then kind of finish up what's going on mm-hmm. here. So it's... Yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll, we'll keep going there because there, there's a couple questions I want to ask you because I really like what this episode sets up, mm-hmm. like the dynamics, like the group dynamics it really kind of puts things into perspective, I think. Going yeah. Forward. Okay. Um, so let's get towards the end here because there's not much left then. Um, post-battle, uh, John and Onya Capone discuss Aaron's message because, you know, one thing like that isn't ob- super obvious maybe to the viewer mm-hmm. um, is that like only the LD has got the uh, daytime broadcast, right? Like... <laughs> Everyone else is like, wait, wait, what? Where'd you guys go? What it's are you seeing? They, they keep calling it the dream. Yeah, I think, like, citizens are probably just have no idea, right? Sure. Like, I mean, yeah. Um, but I think 
they're confidently saying that like yeah i think your homeland and every other homeland is toast it's interesting because like i tried to get a read on oni capone in the scene it's like where like where's his head at is it like fuck i can't believe i assisted in all of this you know like you know you know because they came over here he was a part of like elena and zeke's thing he helped give them all the tech like it's hard for him i can only imagine like some of the immediate guilt he has for himself you know it's so it's yeah. it's it's, it's and that's the thing too. Like it, this is the stuff I am scared of because we have six episodes left. I don't know if we're going to get like you know moments with characters like this to see how they're feeling. Yeah. You know, where I think that would be would be interesting to see their perspective. But yeah, I actually am very curious to see what happens to Yelena. Yeah, it's she's been kind of like a specter these past couple episodes. Like she kind of seems lost. Which, um, appropriate, you know, like, she mm-hmm. literally gave everything she had, I think, to Zeke. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he fell short, and I think, you know, like, her, she had, like, a religious zealot quality mm-hmm. about her, and I think she really believed Aaron, and Zeke was, uh, smarter than that, and I think he knew that the double-crosser was gonna double-cross him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, but he just happened to lose that fight. But I think I think Yelena was bought in, and she's let down by both of them. One hundred percent. But she has an interesting line of like, "How come Zeke hasn't stopped the Titans?" Yeah, you know. And I think that's clearly pointing to something. You know, I don't think Zeke is dead. No, I think that would be too on. I think that'd be too on off camera. Would be nose. That would be weird. I think that would be unfitting for a, the villain that we've had for some time to not see his ending would be yeah. weird you know? i think well is he the villain anymore um you know what i mean like he, I do, you know, no, for, I know, for all I know, these I years right I, I saw a fringe theory and I, I thought of it myself but it just doesn't seem it doesn't it feels a little out there do you think there is there any chance aaron is taking him with him and keeping him alive because he might need him again to get into mm. the paths and get into the coordinate or... Oh, or... because Zeke has range on his control of the Titans. Uh, that... Oh, wait, what are you saying? Well, uh, um, you know, when, when Colt, you know, kind of pleads for Zeke not to turn anyone... Oh, yeah, yeah. control, he makes a point of, like, get out of the range. So I wonder if, like, the control is the same as activating them. Oh, maybe. You know, maybe he's too far away to stop them. Yeah, um, or otherwise incapacitated. Yeah. Right. Like he was, he was also pretty bloodied up, um, and Aaron was only able to recover because of the founding Titans' powers. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think incapacitated in some way, shape, or form, or just out of range. I wonder if he's with Aaron physically. He might be. Yeah. Whether he wants to be or not, like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. Is there any way that? No, because I guess if Aaron coming back to the real world, you know, or this world, like the assumption is like Zeke's not stuck there, you know, yeah. mentally or anything like that. Yeah. He's probably here too. So it's interesting though. Um, yeah. What's, thing, that might make sense. What is Flock's angle here? And Flock? Oh my God. So he this puts guy. A, so, um, I don't know. Okay. So we'll just say what happens. Flock emerges injured. Someone's helping Swingin him. Swinging dick. Swinging dick. Fucking guy. I can't. Oh my God. He is a piece of work. Um, and he immediately, shortly thereafter, puts a gun to Yelena's head. And what does he say? He's we're detaining all the volunteers. Yeah. Yelena round like telling her round up the volunteers. You're being detained. Like, <laughs> so okay, okay. So my question is, it one and two. 
what's his angle, and do not tell me he knew about this. Like, there's no way. My first thought was Aaron, because there's a whole scene of, like, you know, Aaron throwing on the jacket and, you know, them, or them handing him the clothes and meeting up with him on the hill and all that with the other Jaegerists. Aaron had to have had some angle to, like, assure, because he couldn't do a lot of this by himself, right? Yeah. And he, if he was going to be double-crossing one side, you know, between, like, when the faction's being splintered, specifically, mm-hmm. you know, what who becomes the Agarus and, like, the Marlians or whomever. Yeah. You know, like, there, I think there's a chance that Flock was a little bit in the know. Because he was, like, Aaron's, you know, attack dog when he was he rounding was. everyone up. Like, he was clearly on a mission. Okay, he so here's... exactly what to do. Yeah. Here's what I think. I think it's either that or I think he, he, he may have... Like, Flock has had this, like, very specific bloodlust and mm. admiration for Aaron, specifically. Like, I think in seeing Aaron's, like, unwavered, like, his refusal to give up and that Aaron himself was, like, the embodiment of the attack titan and he just wanted blood for a long time. Mm. I think Flock wants that. I think what's very possible is that he has just unwavering loyalty. Like, a, mm. like he said in part one, to bring up that scene that you brought up, like you're the only one that can lead to Eldia's victory. Mm. And on the blimp later, after they bomb the shit out of Liberio, he goes like, oh, this is the first victory of the new Eldian Empire. If yeah. You, if you look at it from the rest- restorationist angle, I think this is still a win. I, you would think that maybe like he, yeah. he would have some reservations about mass genocide. But if his priority really is just Eldia then this is technically a win for him, which is fucked up. Do you think this is, could also just be, like, a power vacuum situation? Oh, where he, yeah. Like, you know, Aaron's Absolutely. off doing his thing, and he's, like, le- he's now leading the cause in Aaron's name. Yeah. You know, like, like or what he thinks. Could, yeah. Because, you know, that could be. might make more sense if, like, Aaron wouldn't clearly leave all the details to this guy because he's a psycho. And, you know, Flock is just kind of... There's a lot of parallels between him and Elena kind of just carrying the message. Yeah, you took that out of my head just now, yeah. You know, like kind of running at his own speed or what he thinks the speed he should be going at. But, you know, Zeke or Aaron for the respective sides might... You know, it's... Uh, flock man he's it's one of those things like they ha- the show is so good at just hating a character and but they have so many layers to him you're like oh, i can see what you're doing there you know it makes sense so it's they did a decent well i i, I only say decent because like a lot of characters on this story on this show have amazing stories i think mm. t- you know especially how we how the ending goes i think aaron has maybe the best arc sure um because it makes the most sense to me and they've invested so incredibly heavily in it but uh Flock, they did a good job with Flock. Yeah. Uh, he was a late intro. I think we only got him in season three. Yeah, um, yeah part two, yeah. Yeah, and, like, they've done well. Like, his radicalization makes sense. That throwdown with, like, that argument with, like, Jean in, uh, is it the funeral? At yeah, Urban's, yeah. Urban's, Urban's funeral? Yeah. Um, like, them just kind of, like, yelling at each other in the palace or whatever. And mm-hmm. it was like, that was, like, when we had done the rewatch... Um, I couldn't believe just how like intense that was. Like I, yeah. you know, it's, it's once you get to, I guess you know, we had seen part one, we'd seen the radicalized flock to go back and see those scenes. You know, earlier on, it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty wild. Yeah. So very curious to see where he goes, uh, and and how his uh, inevitable death uh, ends. Oh, so um, sweet. Mister Browse brings Armin and Mikasa to see Gabby. They tell her that Connie has left uh, with Falco to save his mother. And then that's where we get like this whole like, oh yeah, he's been doing that for four years. <laughs> yeah. Um. Whatever. 
Gabby, to your point, not rage. Yeah. Her her first instinct is not murderous intent. It's to apologize. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I think she literally says like I I don't want no more smoke. I want to get the fuck out of here. Um, she make, I think she makes the point of, like, when they make the point of four years, I think she connects the dots to when they were first invaded by ooh, Marley. Good point. Because, oh, like, I think she is now aware that even though there's all this history and there's all this drama, Marley threw the most recent stone in centuries. Right. right. I think, you know, because I think, because even Kaya, like, makes a point because there's that whole thing between Kaya and Gabby about, like, well, like, four years ago, like, my mom was involved with that. She was involved a hundred years ago, and da, da, da. yeah, like that was that was so, a great scene back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. All Kai and Gabby killed it this episode, honestly. Yeah, man. Uh, remember, remember all the people that hated Gabby, us mm. included. Uh, early here. Yeah, early in her <laughs> hell of an arc. Yes. Um, okay, and this is where like we kind of already talked about this um, mm. because she has this whole like, why don't you get Aaron to do this moment? And then that, that this is where, like, I think Armin fills in for the audience and is like, mm-hmm. well, we don't really know what he can do yeah. and if he would. Um, and we have no way of contacting him. Um, so that's that. And then this is the aha mode moment for the hardening. Um, with uh, Mikasa kicks in. She goes, where is Reiner? <laughs> Dude, it's funny. I caught that on a rewatch. <laughs> Mikasa immediately is like, I'm going to end this motherfucker. Yeah. Where is where he? Where is he? And Gabby's like, it doesn't matter. He can't even move. Like, what do you want with just him? Just ease up. God. <laughs> um, just not missing a beat, eh? Yeah. But, so, she drops the thing on the scout saying, his hardening got undone. Armin puts the dots together about as quickly as the audience Mm-hmm. And says, wait a minute. And then we get the reveal that Annie's crystal hardening shell uh, melted. melted, thawed. And uh, she's there, breathing uh, inexplicably. She looks no worse for wear. She's got um, the ring all prepped and ready to go. Yeah. And uh, it's been eight years, four months, and 15 days since we last saw her active in the current timeline. So wild. Think about that shit. Um... And that, and then that's uh, that's credit. So I'm sure we'll get some uh, Annie next uh, next week. I'm, what do you think that's going to be like? <laughs> My guess is it's her thoughts in limbo. Ooh, that could be fun. That would be if anything. Cool. Or if does anything. she get like a like? I can't imagine they'll do a recap episode. But like, I bet there's no, going to be no. a scene. There's going to be a scene where she goes, "What is happening?" And someone's going to be like, "Don't you know, Aaron's trying to take over the world." <laughs> I would love, I would love, like, a scene of, you know, a POV of her, and we hear, like, a muffled Armin, like, talking to her, and, and her being like, I can't fucking hear you, dude. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like, you know, like, I can't, or she can't even tell who it is, but, mm. no, I think we're going to get some, you know, moments, and, because that's interesting, too, I would have loved to have seen, when they first cut to the coordinate, a good tee-up of, like, her and Stasis in the coordinate. Would have been cool too. Ooh, that, yo, that would be really cool if she you somehow know? connected. Or like, she, you know, if she was in the coordinate, maybe she would have been lucid, you know, like awake or you know, moving. But um, I don't know, man. I'm I've been waiting for Annie to come back for a long time. I thought she was a really good character, you know, super layered. And it's interesting because those OVAs kind of came out recently, or more accessible recently on that Crunchyroll and Funimation and whatnot. And there's like a good three episode Annie arc. That is really good. Like, you know, her kind of Is kinda it like, called, like, Lost Girls or something? Yeah, it's... I think it kind of links, like, uh, Annie to Mikasa somehow at one point. And it's just kind of like her being a cop. 
like actually in the military police, like doing military police stuff. It's it's really cool. That is interesting. She yeah, she has a great character arc, and I'm really excited to like bring her back, see how she can contribute, what happens next. They've kept her dad alive this whole time too. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited, and also not related, but sort of related to the hardening. Do you think subsequent transformations for Reiner is he hardening less? Well, I would think anything that was like intact in that moment, like if he did like another shift, like would it not be from scratch? Yeah, that's my thought too. Yeah. It's just like imagine he's perma nerfed and he's just not the armor titan anymore. But well, that can't. Aaron's, well, you know, because if he's the founding and Aaron's making all these changes at yeah. his own whim, you know, he could be doing stuff like that. It's, it's hard to say. Very interesting. I had this uh, thought about like how the all the worlds, and we could probably end on this. I don't have much more, but. Like the this the rumbling, and how the whole all this destruction is gonna happen, and mm. I don't even know if the colossal titans are gonna like. Like it's not. I don't know if I picture them like going out there and throwing houses. Like I think they're just gonna literally trample the world slowly, so, yeah. which is like a really terrifying thought. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, it's kind of like Aaron's just move forward. <laughs> like ethic oh that's kind true. of like embodied like like they're just gonna walk forward through carnage and fire and kill um billions of innocent people so mm -hmm. enjoy that i i did think also like they they did like a weird job trying to like illustrate like how many of them there were mm. because throughout this episode they keep showing you like they're still leaving like there's still colossal titans in the background yeah but and it like it feels like the whole episode you're always seeing some yeah exactly so that was weird um but yeah that's pretty much everything i got do you have anything else do you think they're doing a team up you think that's where we're headed to uh Everyone joining forces and going to take down aaron yeah i don't know I, um, like, the crew's all there all the shifters are there now with the exception of zeke and uh, aaron it's not I think it's plausible. Mm -hmm. It would make sense. I don't know if it's what I want. Yeah, well... But then again, if the alternative is mass genocide... To see Reiner once again just be like, oh, we're all friends again. <laughs> you know, that would just be like, my guy, take a yeah. break. You yeah, know, that could be fun. Yeah. I, I you, you know, like, maybe, man, like... They've got a couple shifters. They've got Annie. They've got Reiner, Jaw, Colossal. Um, I don't know. B? No, no, not Beast. And not Founding, not Warhammer, not Attack. Jesus, Aaron and Zeke have like four between the two of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like five on four kind of thing. I, I don't know. Um, because, the, you know, this is like the problem with mm. shows that decide, any and all stories that decide to make the ultimatum literally cataclysmic mm. like it's hard like to you know, it's like a. I think the mcu gets shit for this sometimes right like does every movie have to be a world-ending event true um yeah. now this is you know this is obviously very different but i think like when you make the stakes that big it's very difficult mm. um because if you're telling me the audience like it's either the rest of the world or aaron might make might be aaron but then like sometimes it make like Making it that simple of a choice might cheapen how complex and beautiful the story was to get there. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, does it if it really just ends about Aaron against all his friends? Like, 
I don't know. Like, it's all going to be in the execution, right? You know, we don't have much left. You know, six more weeks. It's, yeah. Uh, six more episodes. It's... Yeah. I'm very excited, man. I'm very excited, too. It's so I, good. Yeah. Um, is that probably it? I think so, yeah. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but if you've listened to all this, thank you. And also, uh, we just wrapped up our last uh, Demon Slayer Season 2 podcast for the year, because uh, that show just wrapped up. So... We are going to bump up Attack on Titan. This is going to start dropping on Wednesdays instead of Thursdays. Uh, and on Fridays, we're going to go back to the regularly scheduled uh, post-show. If you yes. haven't uh, heard that before, it's like probably our favorite thing to record. We basically just talk about everything else that we're watching. Uh, and also Grant does like game reviews, sometimes music. Um, but a lot of anime, a lot of MCU mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, like we're both watching uh, Peacemaker. I just started watching uh, Mushoku Tensei and uh, Assassination Classroom. And... Oh, I cannot wait to hear about both of those. Yeah, I had no idea you're watching Assassination Classroom. Yeah, watch the pilot today. So like, just everything else we're watching, and it's you know just uh, much much chiller vibe. It's not like a critical breakdown of every single episode. It's just like what we're thinking, what we're watching, and what we're enjoying. So, first episode of that comes back next week. We're very excited uh, to record, and obviously uh, we'll be here weekly with Attack on Titan until it's wrapped up. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. If uh, you haven't already, follow us on uh, Instagram, everywhere else, whatever you want, at Part-Time Otaku, uh, or Part-Time Otaku Podcast. And uh, again, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>